Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Ruben Uncut. I'm sitting here with my friend Gato uh, once again, because we went to the movies again. Although this time, nothing to do with Oklahoma. Say hi, Gato. Hi, everybody. <clears throat> but uh, this time we went to see... <clears throat> the advantage to hanging out with Gato is that Gato, so far, has only, has only gone with me to, like, Oscar-type movies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that helps expand my review horizons because if i was if i was just sitting around by myself i'd probably end up watching lots you, you'd only hear about superhero movies <laughs> and occasionally horror movies i'm almost done with all the fright the nightmare on elm street movies i just need to find a new nightmare and watch it well i should probably rewatch <clears throat> freddy versus jason also to get the full picture but anyways we saw Napoleon, and uh, the short version of my review is just Napoleon, good at war, bad at sex. That would be my general statement. There was a lot of awkward sex in that movie. I was not <laughs> expecting that. And like <clears throat> deliberately awkward sex too. Like, <laughs> like the sex in Napoleon is like, borderline comedic it's just it's like 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 they, like napoleon just like like and most of them he didn't even take his clothes off yeah, before six none of it there was no tits in that movie <laughs> there was yeah no like the most sex with the least nudity would be the description of that because like technically like on a certain level what ha what is happening is actually very graphic for an r-rated movie but like at the same time not graphic because everyone is fully closed the the implication is just that there is hardcore rapid almost dog like sex happening ah <laughs> oh. and like like just like every time it's just you come back to Napoleon and he's just like slamming it like like just like 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 he's a dog humping like the, the corner of a couch. It's and then just like he awkwardly comes and falls over. And it's this is what the sex scenes are like in this movie. So like like sometimes it kind of felt like Ridley Scott was making fun of Napoleon a lot at certain points. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, Napoleon, bad at sex, good at war, mostly. So, Gato, what made you want to see Napoleon? Uh, just the idea of walking, you know, explaining Napoleon sounded really weird to me and I needed to see it. Okay, <laughs> from that perspective, how did the movie deliver? It was kind of good. <laughs> like, was it what was he was he as weird as you thought he would be? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like Napoleon was probably weird. So this movie implies that Napoleon was pretty weird. Like just his general demeanor and attitude towards other people and everything. He was kind of a weird dude. Uh, <clears throat> like. The absolute worst of everything you can have in a leader, though. 
just like very like driven in the wrong ways. Like Hitler kind of fascist <laughs> declared himself, worked his way up the political chain and then declared himself emperor. Uh, and everyone around was just like, I thought, I thought this was a republic. Nope, we got an emperor. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but the movie, the movie basically tells uh, most of the life of uh, Napoleon, although it technically like basically starts, I would say it, it basically starts <clears throat> at least story-wise uh, with essentially his first like military, like big success. Like he led that, he led that attack to like take over that, uh, like what do they call it, like a Bastille or something. Uh, but whatever it was, the the fortress protecting the harbor, and then just use the cannons in the fortress to shoot the British's ships, and like this action propels him politically uh, into all the right circles in France, and then he. But I'd say a good portion of, like, I, I could, you know what, actually, no. When I was watching the movie, I had this criticism in my head of the fact that it kind of felt like the movie was pulling in a couple different direct, like, I, the movie didn't feel like it was sure if it was about, like, the epics of the epic war or if it was about the romance more. And then, like, the Napoleon quote, that they close it out with um, uh, Napoleon's last words before he died were, this does, you don't actually see this in the movie at all, actually. This just tell you it at, after, uh, before the credits. But his last words were France, what was it, Army, uh, and Josephine. And I think, I think what he was saying, just my theory on Napoleon's last words, is that he was basically listing in order like the things that he loved and felt loyalty to. And that made the movie kind of like click in my head when I realized that. Because in Napoleon, the movie is looking at itself from like, the movie's about the things that Napoleon cared the most about. With an emphasis more on though the army and, uh, or he may have said the military, I can't remember, uh, and Josephine, because those are really the major I don't know there is a lot of politics too isn't there you would agree it's a lot of politics yeah there was a lot of politics but like uh, the scenes like moved pretty well though like, it went without like just being an info dump so that was nice <laughs> you know it has decent pacing it has decent pacing i would say near the end it started to feel a little long okay here's an interesting question which one would you say you you liked more killers of the flower moon or napoleon Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, no, I would say I would definitely give the edge to Killers of the Flower Moon uh, in terms of long historical movies that we recently saw. It's, uh, I understand that the uh, the ethical politics of, uh, of the movie are a little complicated, but like the movie overall is, is very well done. Just some great performances in it, really. Uh, Napoleon, I would also say it was pretty well acted, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it didn't have like the star-studded cast of of Killers of the Flower Moon, but uh, what did you think of uh, of Josephine? Uh, she was good. Yeah, I liked. It. I thought she did a good job. 
I <laughs> like so there's a scene in the movie where Josephine essentially and Josephine is like Josephine is the woman that Napoleon falls in love with and Josephine is the is the wife of like a former high up person who basically gets executed during the uh the French Revolution with the guillotine and essentially they see each other at a party and he falls in love with her they the party is their I, I just learned this term, meet cute. <laughs> That's not true. I learned it like two months ago, but I haven't talked about it. So I'll say that I just learned it. But, uh, and it's actually very weird, isn't it? Yeah, every single time we talk. They're very awkward, strange couple. Kind of, yeah, I mean, that divorce scene was not, was kind, of, kind of dragged a little bit. The divorce scene drags a little bit because... So like when he when we meet Josephine, she is like a mother of like of at least three. Like she's got her son and two daughters who do not who like are barely in the movie, by the way. <laughs> like they are they are hardly there, which although to be fair, that might be because every time Josephine and and uh, and Napoleon are together, they're basically fighting or fucking. They just, be awkward if the kids were there for that shit they turn up later in the movie though mm -hmm. i noticed that although like it's kind of like you don't realize you're looking at her son at first like you're watching the scene and then suddenly it's like oh that guy's standing so close there because that's her son okay oh he's an adult now okay he grew up to look like that interesting <laughs> i liked all the like little supporting like uh advisors and like military characters uh mm. who who all came in and around uh, Napoleon. I want to look up if he did in fact have a black military advisor, because my understanding of Napoleon is that he was very racist. So that would be interesting if that is true. That was the thing I was, I was waiting to see if the movie would, would mention, which is that the French Revolution ended slavery in France and then Napoleon brought slavery back. And I was wondering if it would be addressed in the movie and they don't bring it up. But I, but I, I get that, I don't know. It would be saying that Napoleon was racist be like just too much for the movie, <laughs> too much for, for the movie. Is that what they thought? It's not like the movie's trying to make Napoleon likable. In fact, arguably, one would worry that Napoleon is almost too relatable to like, to like incel people. <laughs> like, like I could see him becoming like an incel hero in like, in like the wrong way and like through bad interpretations of this movie i could see that happening those would be bad interpretations of the movie the movie is clearly making fun of napoleon <laughs> and you are not supposed to feel that way but like yeah no most of the movie is most of the movie is him doing war doing like minor politics fighting and or fucking his wife and that's like that's the movie really if you think about it i at, at numerous little points there were like just like little tiny things that made me think that the thing that that ridley scott wanted me to just like think a little bit about donald trump uh nothing like very deliberate but just like the way certain things are framed and like some of the things napoleon says it's like oh oh okay napoleon was kind of a, a proto-fascist i get it He's arrogant. He's obsessed with be with greatness, big on patriotism. 
I feel like they didn't really explore more into how he's not from France. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. All they really mention is that, like, some the only thing they really mention is that uh, there's a couple points where people call him a Corsican thug. Like, that's the way foreign uh, dignitaries view him. And, like, that's the only time they ever mention that he's from Corsica, which is interesting also. Like the movie does kind of like shave off, like I guess in in exchange for making a more like streamlined movie for the audience, it I guess they just felt like they had to shave off tons of the minor details or something, which I guess is fair. Like mate, who knows? Maybe there's a four hour cut of this movie somewhere. <laughs> what do you think of the battle scenes? Uh, they were good for the most part. The uh, CGI gore was kind of shitty, though. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, for most of the movie, it's kind of okay because, admittedly, the movie has a lot of shaky cam. So, like, the CGI blood doesn't, like, isn't as noticeable in shaky cam. But, like, there's this one scene early on where, like, Napoleon's horse gets hit right in the chest with a with a cannonball and like the chest explodes outwards and like it's very cgi like very very cgi it's like oh not even napoleon can get good cgi nowadays come on guys this is ridley scott show some respect with your cgi <laughs> that looked terrible the man did blade runner for god's sakes and not even he can get good cgi nowadays Oh, poor, poor CGI industry. They are badly abused, but hopefully unionizing. Anyways, so, so, how, so how would you describe Napoleon's fighting style? He's kind of charging at people, it looked like. Yeah, no. There's even a line in the movie about, like, he can't resist a full frontal assault. Like, in certain ways... Like he can't, in certain ways, his character is portrayed as not being as smart as you would assume. Like, it's clear that he, like, lets ego and stuff get in the way. And, like, oh man, that rush, his war with Russia. Whew. That was rough. Yeah. It's like Napoleon's plan for Russia was to just throw bodies at it because he had lots of bodies he could throw at it. And the movie wanted us to know that, like, Napoleon, like, practically genocided his own side, like, in terms of, like, the numbers of casualties that were on his sides, even though he won most of his, his battles. He did it by throwing bodies at things. Like, like, so, like, one of the coolest scenes in the movie is there's this battle near a frozen lake and like this is actually like probably one of the most genius plans that he has but like even then like the way it's set up is he essentially has a diversion section of his army who are mm -hmm. out in front and are like like if you're that guy in front you are fucked <laughs> like the, like there's no like if you're in that section like you have to know it's like okay we're we're the heavy casualty section all right everybody try your best <laughs> everybody up on the hill is probably going to be fine 
we're the ones that Napoleon has decided <laughs> get to get the brunt of this attack. Even the even the guys on horses who are going to ride into this are in a better position than us. <laughs> we're going to win, but most of us are going to die. <laughs> it's like, damn. Like, yeah, no, I think the I think the awkwardness of the sex was deliberate. It was very deliberate. I think that was the point of it. I will say, I did believe he loved her, even though I considered their relationship to be kind of toxic. Oh, that's the thing I for, I was trying to mention earlier. So the point is, when Napoleon meets her, she is, she has to be, a, I think she is older than him. I'm not mm-hmm. sure about that. But like the implication is, is that she is, she has teenage kids when she meets him. Like her youngest is this boy who is like 11 or 12. So like over the course of like a 15 year marriage, he is having trouble impregnating her. And like, that is a major part of the movie is that he is just constantly frustrated by this. And like, at one point he brings up that like, she had she didn't even get pregnant during her affairs. It's so it's not, but of course Napoleon's out banging whoever he wants too, is another thing. Although we're not really shown a lot of that, with the exception of the of the one girl. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and even then, like it's in it's implied that like he decide he chooses to have sex with that woman in the dark because he's he's not really into it. It's just a test if his sperm works. <laughs> like, that's like, you have to wonder about what happened to that kid and that woman. Cause, like, essentially, like, this, she has to be like this peasant commoner woman who just had, who just got hired by, by, well, I think that was, was that his mom who hired her to like come there and let this man ejaculate in her? and if she got pregnant what what happens then like so so yeah no that was that was interesting the other thing about it is that like it's kind of portrayed that he is not the best at like hand-to-hand combat either like you see him like running in the fight scenes and like you can hear him going (laughs) okay He's like breathing hard the whole time. Like he is not in shape. But like, I don't know. Like I I did have like, so I guess I have kind of like a similar reaction to the movie as I had to Killers of the Flower Moon, which is that it, it has strong performances. It is about a very serious topic, but at numerous points also surprised me of how funny it could be. Like the, the they tried to kill me. <laughs> but, uh, it's just oh, man, I yeah no. Uh, Joaquin, this may be the funniest character I've ever seen Joaquin Phoenix play. <laughs> like, it, it, and the thing about it is, is it's not really played for laughs. Like he plays it straight. Like this is not cart. Like I'm saying it's funny, but like it's not cartoonishly funny in any way. Like it's. Don't get me wrong, that there are there are things that are meant to be awkward, but that's as cartoonish as it gets. It's just like the awkwardness of like some of his moments and interactions. 
Also, he they fucked in front of those servants under that table. Yeah. <laughs> like he just did not give a fuck. I wish I like I've seen the actors who played a lot of the characters in other things, but they're they're but I don't actually know any of those actors' names. Um but I but I did really enjoy um all of the performances from the uh like i said before the general like military characters you would interact with oh my god let's talk about the czar <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so like so like Napo- one of napoleon's like political nemesis in this movie is the czar of russia who is just this like young guy like like i'm assuming like 18 in his like late teens early 20s from the implication of the movie and like like in their first in their first like battle against each other like napoleon just wrecks the czar's armies just wrecks them uh with the whole lake thing uh and then so so the czar is pissed at him but then later russia's getting mad with brit getting mad at the english so they have a so they meet to become allies but then the Russians backstab him and ally with the British instead. And so that starts the whole thing where he declares war on Russia and throws 600,000 French and uh, Austrian soldiers <laughs> at Russia, ultimately wins, but in a completely unprofitable way and where he loses like the casualty percentiles are like in the 80s percent or something they it's crazy how many of how much of his army he had to throw at russia to win oh my god and then after that after napoleon gets banished for this action to the island of elba the czar shows up to uh to to essentially court his uh his ex-wife AKA the only woman he ever truly loved while, while Napoleon is in exile. So Napoleon's like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to just be some minor political power on some no-name island. I'm going back. And so he goes back and part of his gamble is correct, which is that he thinks that the, uh, the French army will side with him. And he is shockingly correct. Like they sh- they are ready to shoot him, and he's just like, dudes, let's do this. And they're like, fuck yeah, long live the emperor. And it's like it's they are Im- remarkably easily swayed, and it's because that one guy in the, in like the middle section, that one guy, first guy to put his gun down, first guy to go, yeah, <laughs> that guy let it. That guy because of that guy, Napoleon got the army on his side. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be, be hilarious if like Napoleon planted that guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, and so then they have the Battle of Waterloo and Napoleon just, he just, he knows he needs to beat the, the British before the Prussian army gets there, but it just won't fucking stop raining. <laughs> Did you know it rains a lot in that part of the world? Yes, I did. <laughs> and then he has to fight an uphill battle against the British. 
and like literally uphill. Probably muddy as shit too. Yeah, muddy as shit. <laughs> the the British have all the advantage in the world, and the Prussians are coming. And what? And of course, it's his only dramatic military failure. And they, it was actually pretty interesting to see some of the battle tech tactics in the in the movie i'd love mm -hmm. to see one of the i'd love to see one of those videos uh where the like historical experts evaluate battle scenes you see those on youtube and whatnot i'd love to see someone do one of those so i could find out how accurate those very interesting uh tactics were because I, when i first saw it i was like oh that seems like a questionable formation but then like as the battle continued it was like oh because if a horse jumps them that person is immediately surrounded from the inside. So it, it, so like you need to break the formation, but if you break the formation and you get inside the formation, they just close on you. It was like, oh shit. <laughs> I understand what, why this is your defense against horses now. But so ultimately he gets exiled again, only this time in a shittier situation. <laughs> like he essentially trades having a cushy government job on some no-name island to, with like 200 million yeah, francs a year. Lots of money. It's like, hey, you don't get to be emperor anymore. Take all this fucking money. <laughs> like, it makes you wonder how bad inflation was at the time. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, he gets offered. And instead of that, no, he gets like, okay, you get a handful of servants and you're living on this island, but the island this time, it's off of Africa. And... <laughs> And it's basically a rock. But you'll live there semi-comfortably until you die. And then he dies. I don't feel bad giving these weird spoilers because it is a historical thing. That yeah, it, yeah, you know what's going to happen when you go into it. <laughs> like, I'm sure I haven't said anything that wasn't in the Wikipedia. But yeah. Napoleon. I've been to that dude's grave. Oh yeah? What's it like? It's a, in a building. It's in a building? Yeah, and it's just like this weird looking coffin in the middle of a room with like a bunch of light around it and it's like it's a museum but like, yeah yeah well his body's in that weird looking coffin it's like hey look at this guy so what did you think of the so that meant that so what do you what do you think of the movie as a european american i, <laughs> I mean you were I born in belgium dude i haven't been back to europe in so long <laughs> like i'm almost completely disconnected from it but i remember seeing it was like yep that, that's europe that looks like europe when did you how old were you when you saw napoleon's grave oh shit i was like eight maybe oh wow okay you know that makes sense so yeah so you were you were pretty young when you saw that yeah i didn't really have any french in the movie so i can't ask you Aside from that one, I was that an Austrian guy? Like somebody said something in German. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was the Austrian guy. Yeah. Like, like I felt like there was like some there was like some details that we weren't like quite getting there. But like it seemed like he was very offended <laughs> that Napoleon was proposing to this chick. <laughs> so it really Oh, and then, then they're, oh, fuck. There's that scene where, like, where, where, he's talk, where he tries to propose to, like, the czar's sister. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. My sister's spoken for. And he's like, well, what about your, what about her younger sister? 
and he's like, dude, my that my, that's my youngest sister. She is fifteen, and he's like, yeah, what, what, what yeah, what, you, what's wrong with that? And it's like, oh Jesus Christ, the police. I mean, I understand back then that actually wasn't considered that weird in a lot of cultures, especially French. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like. But like still like it, it was it was kind of a funny awkward like terrible scene uh but not terrible isn't like the scene was badly done just like oh god napoleon oh the incels are gonna love that god damn it it's hemophilia guys there's a difference technically yes however uh if you are an adult you probably should not be having sex with teenagers even if it's legal in your state. Don't do it. It's, it. it's a bad idea. It's irresponsible. But anyways, enough about that creepy weird scene. Uh, yeah, fucking Napoleon. Um, trying to think if there's anything else worth mentioning. Did you, I'm not super up on my history, but do you know, do you know anything about Napoleon history enough to know like, there was anything out of place, so to speak. Everything seemed right. Uh, I haven't looked. I didn't look into history mm-hmm. on that. But... Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm I'm not a super expert on it, but like from the little I know of Napoleon, it seemed to all like line up with the. It was more like there were just tiny things missing, like like I said before, like details that were streamlined for the sake of brevity. From like the history of Napoleon. Uh, but even with all that streamlined, it was st- it's still two hours and 38 minutes of movie, which is uh, shorter than Killers of the Flower Moon. Shorter than Killers of the Flower Moon. Which, I feel like uh, Killers of the Flower Moon would be better, though. Yes, Killers of the Flower Moon had better pacing. Like, I would say that's a distinctive difference between the two movies. It it did have better pacing. Oh, oh, they both center on a toxic relationship. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, like in Kills of the Flower Moon, the toxicity actually feels kind of one-sided. You're like, oh, she's just in love with him, and he's he's a moron who's poisoning her. <laughs> uh, but in, in this one, it's like, oh, oh no, you guys are just very volatile together. <laughs> you you have just very toxic negative relationship where it's both sided. It's both sided in Napoleon. All right, well, you, you think of anything else? Uh, remember that one scene when there there was like some kind of like gathering and there were just dogs lying down on the floor in the middle of it all. I could oh, not vaguely. I could not suspend disbelief for that. It's like that would never happen. <laughs> oh, you mean the. When she was walking through the party carrying a small dog in no, her arm. No, there were dogs lying down on the floor in the middle of like some kind of like meeting or something. Where there was a lot of food. <laughs> that is the most unrealistic part of this movie. <laughs> dogs behaving themselves. Impossible. And and Napoleon was nice to the dogs, though. I remember thinking that was interesting. Do we do we know if Napoleon liked dogs? Probably. He probably. I, I think there's a painting of him where he has a dog with him. You know what? There's a thing that should have been more of in the movie: Italian greyhounds. 
they should have had Italian greyhounds in the movie for because the French army were used to use those to chase rats out of tents and so on. There's an interesting thought. Like, you don't immediately look at an Italian greyhound and go, this dog was bred for killing rats. You look at one, you're like, this thing looks like a rat. Yorkshire Terriers are bred for killing rats. <laughs> I can't picture I mean, I've seen Yorkies get violent before. It's just now they're all small and really imprints. They got joint issues. <laughs> you could kill a rat now. Oh, God. Scottish Terrier, any kind of Terrier is pretty much bred to kill rats or some kind of vermin. Always. I mean, not nice. That's weird. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. There's a thing. Okay. So, like, it is, it is ultimately fucked up. It, it's kind of fucked up when they ultimately have the divorce. Um, Cause it's cause like Napoleon and uh, and this chick really don't seem like they want to get a divorce, mm-hmm. but they have to for France for France, <laughs> which oh that they make oh that's France is first his duty his duty is to his to France the military and his wife, and uh, those were his that's where his loyalties lay. But yeah, so he, so France was on top, so he had to divorce her. That's too bad for him. Like how, this is a weird question, but like in the context of other things that happened in the film, how 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 old do you think his second wife was? Uh, teens, I assume. <laughs> like that's, mm-hmm. that's how things were back then. Yeah, no, like they don't specifically say, and like, which is interesting because the whole conversation about the czar's sister. Uh, oh, no, she was Austrian. Yeah, no, I know it wasn't her. Uh, that wasn't the czar's sister. I'm just saying, like, in the context of the fact that they had that conversation earlier, it makes you, like, it makes it suspicious. <laughs> then she goes and she lives on that estate with a salary. Like, they... They should have like, and your wife will get one one million francs a year to live in the giant mansion. Your 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 ex wife now. Then oh yeah, and so he gets the he gets the. I mean, obviously she is younger than. She is young. So obviously she is younger than his previous wife, because even though the movie never says it, it she is probably, she is almost definitely in her forties by the time that the uh, by the time that the divorce happens almost definitely I mean like I'm not sure how old she was previously but she's got to be in her 40s by then what was her name the Austrian princess I mean I don't I don't remember Uh, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page now which is uh, 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 Mary Louise of Austria, I think. Mary Louise of Austria. I'm morbidly curious what they're, but like this, 
<laughs> this is the thing I'm talking about. It's just like, like the movie kind of does read like Napoleon is, 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 is kind of what back in the PC days of the 90s, we probably would have called a dweeb. <laughs> just a violent dweeb. <laughs> Obsessed with conquering or like telling people what to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that just reminded me of the whole Egypt thing. Yeah. With like, is it weird that I thought he was gonna eat a piece of the of the mummy? It's kind of weird that he touched the mummy's face. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I was like, oh man, if anything's gonna gonna give you a curse, that's gonna. Give you a curse. And like, and like, and like, he's like when he steps down from the mummy. And like he gestures to like the other military guy to, to like check it if he wants to check it out. And that guy just like stands there. <laughs> to like yeah. he does not, he does not, he does not check it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like even 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 to some people, like he he was just weird. Like, oh, that's another thing I want to know now is that like if he like got any kind of type of didn't type of revenge. On that guy who was banging his wife while he was in Africa. Because they showed him in the crowded places a couple of times. Like, I think we know why she was having affairs, though, guys. Yeah. We we saw we saw that. Yeah, he was so bad at bad sex. He was <laughs> like, like so bad, so bad at sex. There, oh, there you go. There's the tagline. Napoleon. Good at war. Bad at sex. <laughs> All right. Well, there's no point in dragging it out. All right. Any final closing statements? Uh, not really. <laughs> it's, it's exactly what I thought it would be <laughs> for the most part. I... I was surprised there was so much fucking like it's <laughs> just that honestly. And awkward fucking too. And then he goes, I just remember that one part where he's like writing to her over and over again. He's not getting it back. Oh right. While she's having the affair, she's not writing it back. You love me. It's like, this was after he did that and like and he's and he's like he's like there aren't any snakes in your bed right and then after that someone tells him that she's having an affair and he's like no she's not nah it's like dude but the thing is like he's already he is already insecure about the fact that that might be happening and then there's the scene where he's like I am not insecure <laughs> Dude, dude, you're insecure. <laughs> oh man, forgotten about that. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I I say overall, it's uh, it's a solid, it's a solid movie. I do, I do think that hilariously, um, it could be people, people who misunderstand media a lot could, could misunderstand. <laughs> that they're not supposed to relate to yeah you're to... not really supposed to like anybody in that movie 
A lot of them are terrible. A lot of them are terrible people. Like the the coolest guy, the coolest guy in the movie was that one political dude that 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 previously like helped start the revolution, and and he, and like when they when they came to do the when, essentially when, uh, they do the coup. They that guy's just like fine. I'll be a citizen again. <clears throat> I'm not gonna fight you. <laughs> then every everyone else on the council is like, "What? No, I'm eating breakfast. You can't do this to me." <laughs> yeah. Like if you just said I I agree, you could have finished your breakfast. Which is almost the exact same thing that happens when Napoleon comes back and someone goes to tell the ruler, the new ruler of France, that he's back. He's, <laughs> he's just you know, like eating food, and he's like more of that more of that <laughs> it's like yeah not uh pretty tumultuous times in france you see people that's the problem we gotta defend our democracy we gotta protect our democracy because the periods of time between a stable between a destabilized government becoming a regularly stabilized government is a long fucking time with a lot of fucking war and death. And that's what fucking happens with Napoleon. Revolution happens, and then him and some other people destabilize that, and then he takes over as emperor, and then he gets banished, so there's new rulers. It just, oh, it's, oh, it's a mess. It's a mess. You don't want that. It's a mess. Okay. All right. Any other final words? No, I just like that one scene. Letters not getting it back and be a little wuss about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all these concrete Egypt. It's like, why won't you write to me? Uh, oh, that, that reminds So that uh, near the end of the movie, like I realized like in in the movie when he's when he's having his like and it's not like i assume he was right it's meant to be writings of his or something maybe the letters are even real that's the fucked Probably. up thing yeah, i'm um, pretty sure that was, i learned about that in history class like you have to write yeah, that's so weird writing your ex-wife that much oh yeah no because he never stopped loving her he just got a divorce uh because he needed a woman that he could put a baby in and that's that's the that's the fucked up thing about royalty, man. Uh, but uh, the scene where she shows him this, like the scene where she like shows him her vagina, <laughs> and you don't see her vagina, by the way. Uh, but see, she like opens up her dress, and she's like, "If you look down, you'll see a surprise I have for you. And once you see it, you'll always want it." And like you see him like look down at it. And it's and like at the end of the movie, he's writing her, and it's like, oh, it's true, yeah. it's true. He saw it, and he never stopped wanting that pussy. <laughs> Not a sick, like <laughs> even though he is bad at sex, like dude, that sex could be better for you, also, you freaking weirdo. <laughs> even though he's terrible at it, he never wanted to stop having it with this woman. Were you there when Napoleon was banging his, was banging, banging Her Majesty under the table? I was. All 45 seconds of it. 
all 45 loud seconds of it <laughs> sounded like a wet jackhammer. <laughs> wait, wait, what's a jackhammer? Just an anachronism. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening, anyone who listened this far. Uh, please uh, subscribe and follow on both Spotify and uh, I have a I have a support link on my uh, on my on uh, Spotify if you want to support the the podcast I am officially broke enough to no longer have any shame about asking for money uh, but but anyways uh, you can also email the show at rubenuncut and at gmail.com and also check out the YouTube that I forgot to mention a second ago. All right. Say goodbye, Gato. Bye, everybody. All right. Have a fantastic whenever, wherever you are.